beautiful people, best damn nation. It is Wednesday, and you know what time it is. It is the best damn wrestling podcast. I'm your humble host, Brian Renegade, and with me, I have the best damn crew. I have your boy, Chef Showtime, in the building. He froze. <laughs> what's good? What's good? <laughs> All right. What's happening, Chef? And uh, we have the one and only resident bad guy himself, LP. What's going on, everybody? How's everybody doing? Oh, man. Uh, we are the best damn wrestling crew. And you are watching the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. Uh, if you're in Radio Land, in Pandora, on Ohio Radio, Spotify, Google Podcast, anywhere that you can get your music and your podcast, you can listen to the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. Uh, you can join us every Wednesday, or you can check out some old episodes at your leisure. Uh, and if you're watching this on Facebook and YouTube, thank you for watching your boys. You can be anywhere in the world, but you ain't you right here with us. So thank you for tuning in with the cast and the crew of the best damn wrestling podcast. Let me go around the room. Chef, what's happening? Shit, getting ready for this party I'm to be hosted in Vegas this weekend. That's it. Hold up, hosting a party in Vegas. Where was my invite, oh. Jeff? <laughs> <laughs> I want to eat scrimps too. Huh? I want to that, that mean right there is going to be fun. So I'm making some more oxtail or fried cabbage. What I'm making shrimp cocktails, some open face meatball subs. Yeah, and a, oh, man, you're going all in. Yeah. You ain't tell us you was going all out like that. That was like a spare of the moment. The homie like, can you host the party? I got you. Oh, <laughs> man. Hey, he got it like that. He got it like that, LP. What's happening? I, I ain't got it that good, man. I'm just I'm just here in North Carolina, man. I ain't, I ain't big like that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that man say I'm going to be making sliders in Vegas this weekend, Jack. That's what we talk about. Love to hear that, man. Fellas, uh, it's a lot going on in the wrestling world, brothers. Um, have you noticed? Have you been paying attention? So, uh, like we do it every time, we got to go ahead and get into it. Beautiful people, prepare yourself. It's hot topics. Listen. I'm going to go ahead and go to SmackDown because something happened that I'm very excited about. And I want to see if you guys share my same excitement with it. On SmackDown, we had the return of the Firefly Funhouse. All of the characters from Bray Wyatt came back. All the little evil puppets the whole Mr. Rogers 
theme came back for Barry Wyatt. I'm very excited about that because that also leads to the introduction of The Fiend. I want to go around the room and see what you guys think about the reintroduction of the Firefly Funhouse and how Bray Wyatt would be using it in the future. Let me shoot that over to LPZ. Uh, uh, it was good to see it. I, I thought that was one of the best parts of the pandemic when they used to have um, the fun house. It was very entertaining. Um, bringing it back, it's kind of, it's, it's, it seemed like it's a different narrative being written all of a sudden with the whole stuff that was going on before. Like, I don't know how this stuff is going to be connected. Um, I guess everybody can be trying to see if The Fiend going to show up uh, at the pay-per-view, which I'm assuming now he will show up. Uh so that it's definitely gonna be a squash match. <laughs> it's definitely hands down gonna be my boy LA Knight about to get creamed. And uh if that match gonna be about five minutes. Oh man, I hope it's a little bit longer than that. You know, just the little interactions that they've been having. I really like the contrasting characters between LA Knight and Bray Wyatt, man, and you know, the slow stoic pace kind of it was kind of eating away at fans because they really wanted to see Bray Wyatt just get in and start destroying people. But Bray is a storyteller, man, and I think that he wanted to draw this out. And I think the LA Knight was, in a lot of ways, the kind of perfect opponent to go against him. You know what I mean? Someone who's very brash, arrogant. Um, it's good in the ring, but you know it's not a real super threat as of right now. Chef, what do you think about the Firefly Funhouse returning with Bray Wyatt? <laughs> you on mute. You're on mute, Chef. Can't hear you. <laughs> Turn me up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. None of that. None of that. <laughs> I put myself on mute right when I start talking. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to the Firefly Funhouse. I was, man, I've been waiting for that for the longest. I'm a huge Bray Wyatt fan. You know, he... I just can't wait till he beat the brakes off of L.A. Knight. Man, y'all selling L.A. Knight kind of short, man. Like, you know, L.A. Knight, he won't put the pause on him. Yeah, I'm, I'm so excited he's to see him. He's he going to be saying, yeah, after he gets his butt whooped. He's like, yeah, it hurts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he don't, he don't really have an option but to get beat unless... Uncle Howdy or whatever or that, because something else happens to make him win. Like I don't, I don't see him. I don't see no way he comes up and wins this match, especially if it's the Fiend. Like you don't want to know the Fiend. That was one of the worst things in, in wrestling history. So you don't. <laughs> want My whole thing is, I was wondering, like, when did the Undertaker? What did the Undertaker tell him in his ear? Because after he well, said hold on, we go, we go. I don't want you to jump the gun on that. I want you to, I want you to hold that real quick because right. that was a great segment, man. And I know a lot of people want to want to kind of hear about that. You know what? Screw it. Let's go ahead and get into it. <laughs> um, we have thirty years of Raw Monday Night Raw, uh, which is, I believe, the longest running episodic television series in history is Monday Night Raw. 30 years on television. That is a feat within itself. Monday Night Raw featured a lot of legends, of course, 
And you just alluded to one of the greatest legends of all time in the wrestling business, The Undertaker. That was a segment where L.A. Knight came out to the ring and said, all right, I saw uh, Bray Wyatt. He got he brought all his little puppet friends. Uh, <laughs> uh, wasn't that supposed to scare me? But the puppet, the little puppets and the even music, what is that supposed to scare me? And he was like, if any of the legends have to go, the, the stones to come out and face me, then come on out here. You hear the bells tone, and then the Undertaker music hits. But then it switches up to a character we haven't seen in a long time, which is an American badass version of the Undertaker. And he came out in his on his motorcycle uh, like the badass that he was, I think that was fitting. As, instead of the Undertaker main character, he came as the American badass. I got excited about that. I thought it was really cool and fitting for the show. Um, and the Undertaker got in the ring and stared down L.A. Knight. L.A. Knight started backing up. Then Bray Wyatt music hits. Bray Wyatt starts walking up with the creepy little lamp. You know what I'm saying? With the strong hand, creepy little lamp. <laughs> and Bray Wyatt is stuck between two evil forces. Uh, he was like, you know what? I would rather get in the ring with Undertaker. Well, I don't know why he did that. The Undertaker was waiting for him with the with the claw, grabbing by the throat. Uh, and then he fed L.A. Knight to Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt hit him with Sister Abigail. Bray got up. Undertaker walked past Bray and whispered. Something in his ear. Sweet, nothing's of evil. I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> I want to know what you guys think about that moment and that interaction between the Undertaker and Bray Wyatt. The fan in me was freaking out because this is something that I've always wanted to see. I don't care what kind of interaction it was. I wanted to see it. LP, I know you a huge Undertaker fan. Man, let me know what you think about the whole Bray Wyatt and Undertaker interaction. I, I thought it was. I thought it was cool. I know a lot of people saying it was him passing him the torch and all that kind of stuff. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if it was necessarily that. Um, I just think it was just a respect thing. But I think that I thought that when Bray Wyatt had his whole uh, other uh, persona, the the Wyatt family persona, whatever, like that 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 really should have blew up more than it was. And I kind of felt like that was picking up the Undertaker's slack from him leaving uh, then. Now with the fiend and all that stuff too, that's that's even more darker. Uh, it just made me think that the Bray Wyatt is gonna be like an Undertaker, and just like an Undertaker, Bray Wyatt's not gonna have a belt that much. You know, Undertaker only had a belt mm -hmm. time. Nobody even know this is a right. rare. So I'm I, that made me think that Bray Wyatt may not fight for the belt right now. He he may get it eventually, but it's more about you know putting fear and stuff in everybody else. So it's going to be interesting. I, I really feel like WWE don't know what to do with Bray Wyatt. So I'm hoping that Bray Wyatt is in control of his character. Because I just don't think they know what to do with him. That's why I think they messed him up the first time. So I'm, I'm a little nervous at the same time on what's going to happen with him. Because if they mess him up this time, it's, it's a wrap. I, I think they can, are they're trying to go the right direction. And I think with... Uh, Triple H in, in charge of creative that he can let him do that reign because he understands what the Undertaker was and is to wrestling and you do need a, 
something like that an attraction like a Bray Wyatt to be able to bring stuff out of other characters because Bray has something that the Undertaker kind of never really had and that's he can talk and people are captivated on the words because you know the Undertaker I don't really remember a lot of Undertaker promos they were really slow you know it, you know it, it wasn't really anything memorable the American, the American, the American badass promo. Well, I'm talking about. Well, I'm talking about the Undertaker. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you're talking about character, Undertaker. The, not the badass character, but the Undertaker. I don't really remember a lot of his promos. They were kind of. They're really dark. You know what I'm saying? And I was, I was a teenager at times, so I don't really remember a lot of his lines in general. But, um, Bray Wyatt can really talk to a microphone man. And he's very captivating in, in the way that the Undertaker is. So I thought that was really great interaction. Chef, as a fan, man, did you enjoy that? <laughs> he's a fan. I was like, oh my God, turn to a little girl. I was screaming at the top of my lungs, like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. I, I <laughs> that. I was like, oh my God, no. <laughs> so, yeah, that was, that was a good moment of the show. Like, Man, seeing an Undertaker come back at the American Badass was number one right there. For her, that the dong, like, oh shit, it's the Undertaker. Then the music changed, I'm like, because me, I was hoping when I heard the dong, Undertaker, the lights go out, Undertaker pop up behind it. That's what I was waiting for. But that American Badass music turned on, like, oh shit, he coming on that nice ass motorcycle right there, you know, but it looked like he had a hard time getting off of it. <laughs> yeah, uh, he was he was struggling yeah, a little bit. He had a hard time getting it out, but when he first came out, it peaked out a little bit, and then it peaked out a little. The camera, the camera cut. Yeah, I know he was trying to have a little moment at the end with uh, Bray Wyatt, man. And you know, once he walked past him, Bray watched him get on the motorcycle, and I thought he was going to just watch him take off. But then I looked at Bray, and Bray was like, "Oh." Have a little trouble getting it started, huh? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He just stayed there a little bit longer. He looked at him like, you know, just just turn, just twist it. You got this, you know, just just go away. You know what I'm saying? Don't ruin the optic. Uh, they cut the camera away real quick <laughs> and then brought it back until you heard uh, the start of the engine. But yeah, he had a little trouble getting it started, but he got it started, man. You know, he old, man. Just, you know, let him do his thing. He, get, he take a little bit of time. Uh, but Man, that was a great interaction, man. And we also saw uh, a lot of other people backstage. We saw uh, D-Generation. They came out. D-Generation X, DX, one of the greatest factions in WWE history. Um, you can argue with me, but to be honest with you, they are literally running things. <laughs> so <laughs> on NXT, Shawn Michaels is, is running creative. Uh, Triple H is running creative. And also, I believe Road Dogg is still with the company. Uh, doing some things backstage. So they're literally running the company. You know, degenerates are literally running the wrestling business. Uh, so it was great to see them come out and, and do some of their old uh, catchphrases. And then the funny part was your boy Kurt Angle was out there with them. And uh, they always try to find a little intersection where uh, Billy Gunn it's kind of excluded, but kind of included. They let the fans say his name. I think that's kind of respectful in a lot of ways. But Kurt Angle was out there, and, he, and, and uh, 
what's uh, what's my man name? Road Dog looked at him. And he was like, Kurt, what you doing out here? He was like, I always wanted to be a part of DX. And then he revealed that he had the DX shirt on, man, and uh, he wanted to be part of the group. I thought that was a great interaction, man. Uh, seeing them all together, and then Guther and Imperium came out. LP, I really want to see what you thought about that whole segment, man, because a lot of your favorites was, was out there at the same time. Um, there was, I want you to kind of give me the the play by play on how you felt as a fan seeing the Generation X and Kurt Angle, and then your new favorite group, Imperium, uh, all in the ring together. Oh, I thought it, I thought it was dope. That's really like one of the best moments uh, to me. Um, even it, it's funny because if you really pay attention to Imperium, they was trying to hold back the smiles. You can tell, you can tell they they respect that, that they was in the ring with Shawn Michaels, Kurt Angle. Like Gunther, I saw Gunther smile. Like if you really watch it again, he had he cut is he all he had to cut it back. He smiled about <laughs> twice, and uh, I thought it was. I thought it was real cool the way they did it. One thing I like about what they did it is they're not trying to, these old men ain't trying to wrestle. Like they know they got no business trying to stir up against them boy because Gunther would have killed all of them. <laughs> yeah. He was, they don't they <laughs> wouldn't want no parts of that chop. One chop from Gunther in the, the Triple H or uh, Shawn Michaels is over his. <laughs> you have to call the ambulance. Yeah, uh, yeah rest in peace. But I, I, did, I like the fact because you, I don't know, you, well, I know you guys remember that. When the legends used to come back, when Piper come back, Flair, Jimmy Fox, Snooker, they always jump in matches, and we used to be like, "Oh my God, why is they doing this?" <laughs> Rick Flair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's good that none of these legends, like none of the, none of the, most of the current legends, with the steps. I know Booker T about to do a match, and the ones that are still in shape can still do it. But even Kurt, I don't want to see Kurt doing that. You look, Kurt looks very frail to me, like. I love me some Kurt, but Kurt, Kurt, something don't look right with Kurt when sometimes when he in the ring. I don't. I would have loved to see him Gunther on uh, played on played on two uh, K. Uh, I mean, uh, played on the game, but in real life, nah. That little push, I was scared when Kurt gave him that little push. I was like, Kurt, calm down, bro. Hey, look. Kurt, Kurt Angle is like that old ass chair at your grandma house. That's on his last leg, and it's. It's there because it's been there at every cookout and every family function. But you know, if you sit on that the wrong way, you had <laughs> at liberty to fall and bust your ass at any moment. It's <laughs> he looks so he looks so strong, but he he looks frail at the same time, man. Them arms, um, them arms looking like no, you ain't picking nobody up, bro. Like no, he's still yeah, like man. He looked like a Ninja Turtle. I'm going to be honest with you. His neck is super strong. Uh, it should be that thick. Uh, he looked like a, a strong-ass thumb. And I, I want him to kind of stay stay out of there. I love Kurt Angle in the ring. Don't get me wrong. He was a great general manager. He was an even better wrestler, man. Um, and I think that Kurt Angle is still funny, man. This whole segment with DX and Kurt Angle in the, uh, in the ring, man, I thought that was great. And then they had Seth Rollins and the Street Profits come out to face uh, Imperium. I thought that was a great match. It was really good. It got me really wanting to see Gunther versus Seth Rollins. I thought that was a really great interaction. I want to see that match happen with them two in the ring individually. Um, I thought we had a great preview. Seth Rollins jumped up uh, <laughs> over, the, over the ropes. 
to try to do a splash to Gunther, and Gunther chopped him <laughs> in half. <laughs> it was nasty. I know it hurt. It hurt me watching it. Um, I love to see Gunther do his chop to everybody, man. Everybody feels it, no matter how big or how small they are. Um, I think that was a really great match. Ultimately, Seth Rollins and Street Profits ended up winning that match, which um, I wasn't mad at at all. I, I don't know how you felt about that LP, uh, but I, you know, it was a fan match. You knew you knew the good guys were going to prevail. You know, shout out, shout out to your boy Teddy Long. Teddy Long looking pretty good too. Now let's not forget about old Teddy. Teddy, Teddy got about, yeah, he got to be about a hundred years old, and Teddy, Teddy was looking all right. Hey man. <laughs> Teddy, Teddy died that goatee, Jack. <laughs> His goatee was like three different colors. He he went old school with it, put shoe polish in that thing, boy. <laughs> Let me holler at you, player. Man, yeah, I love I Teddy Long, man. I think Teddy uh, really does it. He's an unsung character uh, in a lot of people's career, man. So I love seeing Teddy Long all the time. Go ahead, LP. I'm surprised they don't ever have. You don't. They don't never have Bischoff there. I know Bischoff ain't in the Hall of Fame, but like Bischoff don't never come back no more. Like, you know, I'm always wondering if that's ever gonna. I watch his podcast every now and then, but you know, never. That would have been good to have him in because him and Teddy Long, they were both general managers. That was some of the best general manager work on both sides. So I would have liked to see no Eric, but I guess the boy said, uh, not well, Eric Bischoff ain't got no business being in the Hall of Fame. That would have made no sense, but he at least could have been. Hey man, he was a heated rival for a long, long time, and you know I. But Hall of I Fame, did, I did not understand why Eric Bischoff came to work for the WWE. I know it was mainly because of money, but boy, that was a hard pill for him to swallow. You know what I'm saying? To come and work for the competition for somebody that dogged you out, and now they your boss. Ah, oh, I know that hurt. Oh, he's, oh him, yeah. he's still there. Let me mention something that happened on Monday Night Raw. Um, there was travel court. And I got to talk about this because this was a great moment. There was travel court with within the bloodline. Sami Zayn was taken to travel court. Paul Heyman said some uh very unkind things to Sami Zayn, essentially calling him a rat, a Judas in the group um that needs to be uh eradicated in a lot of ways. Sami Zayn was legitimately hurt by the words that Paul Heyman was saying about him. He was like, hey man, you've been calling me smoothly and you know, calling me and, and all these endearing things and now all of a sudden you saying all these hateful things to me, man. That hurts. It hurt me on my inside parts. That hurt. <laughs> um, he essentially told Roman Reigns, look, I don't, my defense is I don't have a defense. Roman Reigns said, you don't have a defense. You're not even going to try to fight for this. What? Solo. He called the enforcer. Solo went over to Sami Zayn. <laughs> grabbed him. He looked at his thumb. You know, he got this move where he stick his thumb in this in this throat, kind of knock somebody out, knock all the wind out of him. You got to see it. To see, it's it's pretty effective. Uh, he held up his thumb. He was about to, he was cocking back. It was about to hit him in the neck with it. And then Jay Uso came and grabbed him, looked at his younger brother, and said, "Boy, what you doing?" He was like, "Hey, no disrespect, Tribal Chief, but I got some footage myself." 
and he showed <laughs> footage, evidence of each time that Sami Zayn took a bullet for the bloodline. When I say took a bullet, he mean, that means sacrificing himself, putting himself in harm's way, helping the group win matches. He, he really was a, an essential part to keeping the bloodline fresh, new, and champions for the last couple of months. At least the last nine months. So, <laughs> he was on trial. Jay showed all this evidence. He said, look, Sami Zayn took all these bullets for us. He, he pretty much bulletproof. I'm pretty sure that's going to be on the shirt soon. <laughs> bulletproof Sammy. But he took he took up for Sami Zayn. And then Roman Reigns said, I find you not to be guilty. Sami Zayn looked relieved until he said, for now. But you have to prove yourself on Saturday. I want to go around the room, fellas. What do you think Sami Zayn has to do to prove himself come Saturday at the Royal Rumble? Let me go, Chef. Me thinking what Roman's gonna do? He gonna have he gonna have Sammy intervene in his match, something like at to that interior, or he gonna probably try to make him do the Royal Rumble, and he gonna have to win it just to just to give up the match, just just to lay down for the win, like how DX do when they fight each other up. That one lay down like up, oh, take the pin, <laughs> you hold you still champ. You know, I think that was something that Roman, I think Roman might do. Okay. I could I could see something like that happening. LP, what do you think Sami Zayn has to do to prove his loyalty to the tribal chief Roman Reigns? Actually, she she beat me to it. That's that's what I think he's gonna make him be in the Royal Rumble. Um I don't know if he necessarily gonna make him say he had to win and lay down, but he's gonna put him in there. And making sure that some making sure that Cody Rhodes or somebody else don't win. Because him interfering in the match or whatever, that's you know, they done done that enough. That's that's not really gonna prove anything. Him beating right. no one, he already done that. That's not gonna prove anything. And they have yet to say that Sammy is in the woman. Unless something happens this Friday, they have yet to say it. So if they go all the way Friday without saying anything about Sammy Zane being in the world, it's a lot of people that have to say they're in the world, I'm gonna be honest. Like a lot of people, like they're supposed to be thirty folks. Like they hey, have only five people. So I'm gonna be honest know. with you. They got some monsters in there, Jack. <laughs> they got yep. they got some pretty big. Like I'm thinking, like Omos and Braun Strowman, and you know, what I mean, some of these other guys. Like they got some heavy hitters in this Royal Rumble, man. And I I know everybody in the ring gonna have to work against Omos. Yeah, I think I don't know if they're gonna. Um, I'm assuming Brock and Bobby probably gonna have a match uh, at Royal Rumble now. So, but that don't mean that don't mean they're not gonna be in the Royal Rumble. They can still possibly show up in the Royal Rumble. Rumble. Huh? Brock's in the Royal Rumble. Huh? Brock's in the Royal Rumble. He was. He said it. Brock's in the Royal Rumble. Oh, okay. Well, I guess we have Brock already in it, but he still might have that match too. So I don't know. They I don't know if they're gonna say that for WrestleMania or what. But, uh, That's a WrestleMania match, and I think they should save that for WrestleMania. To be honest with you, you know what Brock, I mean. Brock, Brock got to start bullying black people. It's time, it's time we talk about. It. It's time we talk about. It. 
Hey man, I, I think he, I think Brock equal opportunity for ass whoopers. I don't think he really care <laughs> what you look like. <laughs> okay, I'm telling you, I sent y'all the footage in the inbox. Look at that link, Biggie. Every time a black star start on the ride, Kofi. Every time Bobby start coming up, send in, send in the black star killer. <laughs> Activate. <laughs> oh <laughs> you my man, before my test, better be careful. As soon as he start doing something, they're gonna send him in, send him, send Brock in. Hey, look, let me let me go sidetrack real quick. I you know, growing up, I always knew uh that wrestling had a lot of good and a lot of bad. You know, and watching wrestling throughout the years, you can see it was a little racism sometimes with some places that wrestlers used to go. Um, and it kind of reminded me a little bit of that when I posted a, a a photo over the weekend. They got a lot of mixed reactions, right? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you know, it was it got kind of got passed around. I don't know if you would call that viral, but it kind of went a little viral. You know what I'm saying? Um. It was very interesting to me. Let me let me show you guys the picture. So I posted this picture, right? I just wanted to see what people had to say. Uh, if this just so happened, where you have the hurt business being a, a faction, right? A true faction with Bobby Lashley and Hill Bianca Belair. Omos being the muscle. You have Shelton and Cedric, who's almost going to be like a Jay Uso. Uh, and then you have the Street Profits and also Carmelo Hayes and uh, Trick Williams. Uh, I got a lot of mixed reactions from that. Did you make this? I made that. Yeah, I made that. Oh wow! See that I've I definitely been seeing it shared since you made. It. I didn't know you made it. I thought you just got it online. Yeah, no, I made that. Uh, <laughs> man, listen, I posted that thing and I put that in some groups, and I just saw all these, all these comments that were, uh, you know, you know, that were, that were not, they were unsafe. <laughs> That's what I'm saying on the show. It was unsavory comments. Um, a lot of people were calling this picture racist. Uh, they were saying, oh, do we need to have all the black people, all the black wrestlers in a faction together? Um, I heard everything, man. And it was it was kind of troubling. And it kind of reminded me, oh, man, yeah, wrestling fans really have very, very strong opinions when it comes to a lot of things. But this picture... Lit a fire under some people's ass, man, and I don't know <laughs> why people are so upset about it. Um, but I mean, they were lighting it up and they were saying everything. <clears throat> what do you guys think about this picture and all of these members being a part of the hurt business? Do you think it's a bad idea? Do you think it's a good idea, or do you think it's too much? Let me go, uh, LP. All right, first of all, the next time you make an image like this, make sure you put our our information on the somewhere where it can't be edited. 
because that image, that image has been all over the place. Like you know, people copy it and repost it. Kind of, I don't, I don't seen it on TikTok a, a couple times. But that's number one. Don't ever do that again. <laughs> <laughs> I, I swear I didn't know you made it. I thought you just saw something online. Nah, uh, I made it. Yeah. When I when, when I saw it, I, I I did laugh a little bit because the WWE would never give black people that kind of power. <laughs> like. <laughs> I stand by this, and I will continue to stand by this, that the bloodline was an offshoot of the Hurt Business. I will I will stand by that. You got Paul Heyman. You had MVP. You had Bobby Lashley. You got a tribal chief. You got the Usos. You got Sheldon. It's, like, it's funny how everybody keep on saying the Hurt Business versus bloodline when the Hurt Business came first. So if you look at the history of wrestling, and there's black people, you know, real fans of race, but we know it's a racist sport. It has a lot of racism in it. Let's be honest, they don't need us to, to deny it. Uh, there's only been one other black faction, and that's been a nation of domination. And how long that's been? That's been so long ago, right? Even even then, they added Owen Hart. Owen Hart had no business being. I love his Owen Hart, but he had no business being in a damn nation of domination. So even then, they try to water it down, not let it be no black thing. The Hurt Business is the greatest black fashion that we have ever had. And when they was on the peak of their popularity, they destroyed them for no reason. <laughs> because they were too powerful. But mm -hmm. they knew the formula work and they gave it to your boy Roman. And look at Roman now. I'm, I'm going to stand by that. I will argue that in the court. Anytime somebody want to go toe-to-toe, we easily can go there. But um, the image was cool. I thought I think it was a little too much. I think the hurt business and the street profit was good. I saw a lot of the comments, and this it wasn't just white people, black people too. Like black people are just some just some of them just bad. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I know somebody was like, why don't you just throw Brian Saxon in there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, why don't you just throw Barry Saxon in there? Yeah, and so Jenny Long. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I saw all kind of stuff, man, and it 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 was interesting to me. I'm like, how can people see that as anything other than, hey man, these are all great talents that can really work together, and they could very well be a dominant faction. If you're going to turn Bianca Belair a heel, that's the way you do it. You have her join the faction because other than that, it's going to be hard for people to really get behind a heel Bianca. Yeah, but they're not they're not never gonna give she gonna need that she gonna need a support system. Yeah, yeah. I mean no, no, you're right. I'm just saying, but they're, ne they're never the WWE itself, Vincent Man, Triple H, I don't care who's running it, it's never gonna let the black stars get but so far. They'll get they'll let them get to a certain point, but they're not gonna that that right there, that picture. Come on, man. Who the hell who the hell <laughs> could have done anything against them? To be perfectly honest. The regular hurt business is bad enough, and then you add the street profit. As long as you got big ass Omas, Omas ain't the best in the world. But long Omas can give you some tops and a couple of damn choke slams. That's all he got to do. He, yeah. he he like he, he like he like that big tall person of the basketball team. Dude, all I need you to get the rebound. You ain't even got the score. Like that by itself, and MVP if he even got a suit up, he can get in the ring. He still got a little bit of go. Well, yeah, I thought it, I thought it was a super hospital. Huh? 
Oh, don't let man. Don't let that, that came for you, man. That's part of the game. Like, that, that, that was a that, that was an awesome picture, but I would have to cut a couple of the people off. Like, Tricky, cut. Shelton Benjamin, cut. Alex, cut. I can't do that. No. Then that's right there, Street. Hey, I you got to put a little respect on Trick name, no, man. No, 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 no. It's not even that. You see it in work. With them before, mm-hmm. bringing something new. Tree Prop is new. They getting up there. You see the both of them get like no Montez is getting all that muscle now. Like man, yeah, he, they gonna have that's be a nice squad. Him, Bobby, Omos. Eh, I don't like Omos that much, you know. But they do bring Bianca. Yeah, that's that be a good faction just to go against Judgment Day all day. But they don't want us to go get Judgment Day. You want to go against a Judgment Day, not even a real squad. You want let's keep it a hundred. What other fact? What, what other faction would you put up against them? It's the bloodline. That's it. If they bring, if they bring it back to hurt business, they only bring it to hurt business back. You know, somebody made a good point. One of the groups they said, <clears throat> I think it was a, it was a, the guy said, that's why they didn't separate the belt. Then you got the bloodline running stuff on SmackDown, and you got the hurt business running stuff on Raw. Then eventually you can build it up where you can have them fight each other, but don't just throw it together and let it just happen. You know, that's why the importance of Roman losing those belts is so important because Raw has to have a champion apart from SmackDown. If just one champion is not going to work, I'm telling you, Roman is going to retire after WrestleMania if he is or close to it. He's he's about to be done. They don't have a choice. They have put Roman up so high. They ain't got nothing. The only people Roman has not fought is Cody Rose and AJ Styles. I had to think about it. I don't remember him fighting AJ Styles. And they're not gonna put AJ Styles like they should, because AJ can do, AJ can beat him if you want if you wanna put if you wanna talk about it. AJ Styles will beat Roman Reigns ass, but they're not gonna push AJ like that because they already done made him like a mid father. So Cody Rose. Is probably the last person. People have been talking about Braun Breaker going to show up in the Rumble and he's going to be the one to dethrone. The only person that makes sense to dethrone Roman is Sandy. Because Cody should not show up and win the Royal Rumble and beat Roman for the belt. That would make no sense. That's, a, that's, a, that's how it looks like they're building it, though, man, because they're showing all these comeback vignettes of Cody Rhodes, man, and they're, they, they've been pushing it on almost every show. And, uh, you know, I'm excited to see Cody coming back, man. But this is a lot of media press uh, that he's getting for his comeback. So it looks like they're kind of going with plan C and maybe going with Cody Rhodes since The Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, looks like he's not going to be there at Hollywood uh, to be able to face Roman. But, you know, they need uh, they need a good story, man. So you're right. Since Roman Reigns mainly deals in storylines, it will make sense to have Roman versus Sammy or Roman versus Cody Rhodes. It's gonna come down. It's gonna come down to Cody and Sammy. And that's when Braun shows up and he causes Cody to lose. So then Cody can start beefing with him. That Cody will still be back. Cody Cody I like Cody. Don't get me wrong. I like Cody when he was running a damn bag on his head. I thought I thought that Cody I thought <laughs> 
always was decent. Cody, Cody is not that guy. Cody is not the guy to pick on the spot. I'll take Sammy. Give me Sammy before you give me. Give me Sammy with that belt. And then, or give me KO with the belt. To be honest, anybody you get with the belt is not going to be Roman. Because they got it. They don't. <laughs> Roman is in the Mount Olympus. So you, yeah. nobody's going to compare. They don't build him up too high. So I'd rather see Sammy with it. And the pop would be better. The selling would be better. People would enjoy it better than Cody Rhodes. I'm sorry. I like Cody, but okay. I mean, that's why they keep on showing them things every week. They're trying to force you to want Cody back. But the average, the average fans, man, I don't really think they, I don't know. I just don't think it's like that for Cody. I mean, CM Punk might show up at the Rumble. You don't know. I hope not. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Chef, man. That's a lot. Who do you think is going to take the Rumble? Uh, whoever is gonna take the rumble is going my uh huh. I have a feeling the Viper gonna show up. Man, he is not stepping in that ring, bro. He just had back surgery. Have, you know what I'm saying? Have, Do you want the man to be on the shelf forever? What I have, you man, he is done. He is sleeping in a rocking chair for the rest of his life. He let the man heal first, Chef. <laughs> Like I have high hopes for the the viper to win it to win you know (laughs) the comeback now but the comeback the uh, the dude no to win it Brown Strowman that's why I want to win it but the (laughs) retractable statement I I didn't mean to laugh at yourself I mean Brown Strowman can be. Yeah, Braun Strowman can be that guy. He can be. He can be the guy. I mean, he has probably one of the highest elimination rates in in uh, Royal Rumble history. So, so it's Kane. So it's John Cena. Braun, Braun, they're never gonna give Braun that belt like that. Like I remember you know, one time. <laughs> that guy, Chef. They don't he, give Braun the belt, but. Roman Reigns have beat uh, AJ Styles in a 2016 Extreme Rules match. Okay, not when he had the belt, though. I'm talking about since he had the belt. Since he had the belt. A lot of people have Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin has beat Roman, so let's be, you know, you might throw Baron Corbin in the mix. Aha! Aha! Let's do Baron Corbin, though. No, no. All right, so like I'm saying, like, no no matter who. The only person currently that makes sense, you know, WWE does a lot of stuff don't make sense. We all know that. And Vince, Vince is looming, so you don't know what's going on. Hell, it could, uh, what face could win a Royal Rumble? Um, uh, Austin Theory. No. Vince is back. Vince, Vince is back. (laughs) You might have a point, man, because, you know, he does have the belt right now. You know, it's a little bit of influence. And to be honest with you, I'm going to be 100% honest with you, man. Austin Theory, even though I'm, I am glad that he does have the, the belt, I think he's a great uh, young champion. He's doing nothing for the show. I don't, I hate to say it. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I keep forgetting that he's the United States champion. I told you he ain't that guy. 
and, you know, and he could be, and he can be, but I really feel like he's not, and I really feel like he's going to lose that belt before WrestleMania. And you need somebody else to carry that, and it makes sense for you to put that belt on Seth, man. Either put that belt on Seth, or put that belt on Bobby and bring the Hurt Business to protect the belt. Yeah, the Hurt Business got to have, Bobby had to have a belt for the, for the Hurt Business to work. Because it won't make no You got to have a belt for the Hurt Business to work. Because you got to protect the champion at all times. Now you got, you know what I'm saying, what's best for business. And MVP is really trying to get uh, Bobby back into the Hurt Business. But Bobby is not really trusting of MP, MVP right now. But I guarantee you, if Omos was out there protecting Bobby, Brock Lesnar would have had a more difficult time in that interfering in that match. You know what I think we should do? We should all say, who do we think will be the last four people in the room? Let's do it. Four or five. Let's say, they, they know like a big deal our last four. So I, who y'all think will be the last four? I'll start. Okay. I think the last four will be Drew McIntyre, Cody Rhodes, I would say uh, if Brock is, I'm not sure if Brock is in the, Brock Lesnar. And if Sami Zayn is in the Royal Rumble, I would say Sami Zayn. But I, he hasn't been confirmed yet, so I don't know. So I'm kind of really basing it off of just who's there. Uh, maybe Omos. Last four. <laughs> I, I'm going to go with Sammy. Like I said, if he's in there, which I think he, I don't see no reason why he wouldn't be, but I'm going to go with Sammy, Cody. Drew McIntyre was, was the one who I, I was thinking. And the fourth one, I really think it's going to be awesome theory. If he's in the rumble, so I don't know. I know he got a match, right? Or they ain't, if they haven't even announced if he even got a match, they announced a lot of stuff for this match to be Saturday. <laughs> they like, have what, not. What are the matches? Like I just thought about that. Like he just defended the U.S. title Monday, so he don't he don't got no business having a match. Uh, well, I can, I can I can go ahead and let you know. We'll go back over the uh, the Royal Rumble event. So uh, we have Roman Reigns versus KO, which is the main event. We have the men's Royal Rumble. We have the women's Royal Rumble. Uh, we also have Bianca Belair versus Alexa Bliss. And we have the pitch black match with Bray Wyatt and LA Knight. Yeah, so far, right. those are the matches. I'm not sure if they're going to add another match onto that card. Probably I'm not even sure if they're going to have space to be able to do that. They actually just cut the uh the cage match with Bailey and Becky Lynch due to uh, a shortage in time. There was reports that were sent out that um the Usos and the Bloodlines uh segment went a little bit over time. So they had to cut some time in the match. And so that's why damage control attacked Becky um because they were short on time. So I'm not sure if they're going to have that match at a later date. I kind of wanted to see it, but if you're going to have a match like that, you know, have it, have it, you know, on a main event. 
an upcoming main event. I think that'll be really cool to see. Um, but to be honest with you, with a lot of the stuff that the 30 years of Raw had on the show, they could have cut anything else other than that match. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. They could have cut a lot of stuff out and still had that match, to be honest with you. If that's the if that's the lineup, then then I'm gonna go, then I'm gonna go with Sammy, Drew, Cody, and I'm gonna go with Seth Rollins instead of going with him. Because if Seth Rollins mm-hmm. Seth, I don't see I don't see Seth Rollins not being in at least the final four or five. But I don't know, it's hard, damn it. You say because Brock Brock has only won one rumble. He's only been like maybe two or three. He hasn't been in a lot. He's won one. He started. He started as number one in another one. I don't. I don't. And I think that's it. But you put. But I don't. If you put Brock in the rumble, man, it's gonna be hard to go against him. It's, I guess you know. I guess Chef credit. If you put your boy Brian Strowman in the rumble, he shouldn't go out early. He should be in there for. He's gonna be the last. Like they gonna have Brian Strowman come in around like 20, 20 or fifteen. He's not gonna be Who's nowhere. Who's your fourth, Chef? My four, my four. I was, I'm thinking, cause it's, it's a lot. Like I would have to put Cody, Seth, Bobby, and Braun. All right, Seth. Yeah, Seth, Bobby, Braun. Yeah, I mean, it, hey, listen, man, this is a star-studded. It's gonna be hard for the men. I'm gonna be honest with you. It's gonna be hard for the men to really select the real winner. Cause I it's I don't see it. I don't see Cody beating Brock, you know, throwing him over. I don't know, man. Everybody gonna have to gang up on Omas to get him out. Seth Rollins is always crafty. It it can really go any either way. And then we just still don't know who's gonna return. Yeah, what if Paris returns? My bad. I can see Strowman, Bobby Lashley. No, Braun Strowman and Sheamus and Drew McTire ganging up on Omos to put him out the ring. Since, since Mr. Everything, everything ain't here, I'm going to do his picks. So Mr. Everything will probably go with Nuncio from the FBI, uh, the little short guy from Broad and Brute. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ricochet. Uh, Evan, Evan Bourne and uh, <laughs> Hornswoggle. Cause you know he like he like that. He like those small guys. I think that's his like the small guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's cold blooded. <laughs> that's cold blooded. I think I think I think he'll go for uh, Ray Mysterio. Yeah, Ray, Ray you got to put Ray in there. He's fast. <laughs> Yeah, you gotta go with somebody fast. Dom, Dom, Dom might make it to, to the final four. <laughs> we'll, we're, gonna talk, we're gonna holler at Mr. Everything and ask him who his final four, who he, who he think is gonna make it to the rumble, man. But I think that's gonna be super interesting, man. Uh, hey, look, one more thing, man. Last but not least on the hot topics list, man, we had Charlotte Flair. Show up on Monday Night Raw. Uh, she reflected on 30 years of Monday Night Raw and the contributions that the women's division has made. 
Charlotte was really talking about the women's division and, and the growth of the greatest women's division in wrestling. Uh, and a lot of the things that they've accomplished, broken barriers in other countries, redefine what wrestling is. Charlotte Flair started and she was a Divas champion and then transitioned over to something more serious being the women's uh, championship. And then the women have been really putting on really amazing matches, man, on every pay-per-view. And the women make a lot of the matches, uh, a lot of the events and matches on the card really watchable, man. And I really enjoy the women's division. It almost reminds me of like like high school, right? You have JV, varsity, and then you have the women's squad. And I always like watching the women play because they went the hardest. You know what I'm saying? And they were really, you know, a lot of people couldn't really duck, so they had to go hard on the skills. And the women could actually ball, and I love watching the women's teams play. And it's kind of the same thing in wrestling, man. A lot of the women put on better matches than a lot of the men, to be honest with you. <laughs> so um, I absolutely loved the, the women's division and I thought that was cool that Charlotte reflected on the growth of the women's division and then she was presented by her father Ric Flair, the great Ric Flair uh, Charlotte had new music man, new uh, what do you call it, the the, the AR things, the, the diamonds shining from the, the ceiling and you know a whole new look she looked like a Marvel character, man. Like she was about to kick somebody's ass, and she had a whole shiny suit. <laughs> I was like, "Go ahead, Charlotte." Um, but man, I thought that was a really great, great thing for her to be presented by her father, Ric Flair. And I know that was a very uh, touching moment for him to be able to say, "Hey, I want my daughter to surpass what I have done in the ring." Let me go and, and uh, see what your thoughts on that uh, that moment with Ric Flair, kind of passing the torch over to his daughter as being one of the greatest in-ring performers of all time. Let me go LP. You can say Charlotte Flair was one of the greatest in-ring performers of all time? Well, you said Flair. Yes. Charlotte Flair. Uh, oh, no. I'm sorry. I, I can't I can't co-sign that. You cannot <laughs> co-sign? What, what do you mean? Does she not have the accolades? I can't, Does she uh, not have the accolades? Did she not change the women's division? He is one of the greatest female wrestlers. You, you said, you said, uh, no, no, we're gonna, we're not gonna compare her to the guy. Now I would say she's one of the top females of all time. One of these top. Compared to the guys, she is up there. Come on, she, between, she has more titles than a lot between, of your favorite wrestlers. Between you and Charlotte and him and Bron, you guys don't be keeping it real now, yeah. <laughs> Y'all, y'all, y'all be talking about y'all hard. Not real. Y'all talking about y'all hard. Charlotte Flair is a 14-time women's champion. Let's look. Come on. Come on now. Now, don't get me wrong. The women have some bangers. But we're not going to sit here and add, like, all. She just, she just wrestled Sonya Deville, uh, like, last week. Come on now. Charlotte does not even have a lot of competition. For me, it's hard to give so much credit when you don't have that much competition. Now, let's be honest. Charlotte does not have the greatest rogue gallery to say she's the greatest. The same reason why I won't, the same reason why I won't say that. I can't co-sign cool over there. You who is Charlotte, Charlotte, Charlotte for? You, you got Becky. You got Sasha Banks. 
you got Bailey. I'm not even really gonna count Bianca because Bianca, Bianca and uh, Rhea, they they just they knew. You got those three. Who who the who who else is? Oscar. Yeah. Okay, I get okay. That's four Oscar. She's beat Carmella. Come on now, Selena come Vega. On, come on now, come on now, come on now. Them M, them M, them M the rounds. She beat. She beat. Um, what's a Trish Stratus? Come on now, come on now. <laughs> come on now. Come on now. You Trish Stratus. I love me some Trish Stratus, but come She's on now. She's beat Nia Jax. Come on now. Again, these are people. I She's beat Ronda for. Rousey. Ronda Rousey. I give you that four. And they had to be honest. Ronda, Ronda, ain't, ain't, Ronda is good, but come on now. And so who, who, who's, who hasn't she fought? She's fought a lot of people, I'm telling you. But I'm saying. But who, but who are you? 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 So don't get me wrong, her and her winning that belt that many times, that that is the accolade number wise. But I'm, I'm gonna give you a prime example. One of the things I, one of the reasons why I stopped like a John Cena, because John Cena will lose the belt and mess around and win the belt two days later on some boo. Right there, he went from nine times to ten times. He'll lose the belt again, come back thirty days, win the belt again. Now he's thirteen. So some of them numbers now, I can't I can't give this is me as a wrestling fan. I'm not gonna give you credit for every for this gift just giving the title. I'm not giving LeBron James, not I'm, not, I'm not giving LeBron James credit for winning the championship in the damn bubble. I'm not giving did, Tom Brady. Did, did he I'm not not Tom, Brady Tom Brady don't get credit for winning championships when they cheated. The two times they got caught cheating. So sometimes Sir. you gotta look at the championship. Come on now. I'm going to need you to mind your manners, sir. Okay, when we did when we did our Mount Rushmore, you didn't put Charlotte Flair on your list. Charlotte Flair was on my list for uh, Mount Rushmore women. For but female, you, yeah. You saying now, she's, you can compare her to the men. So what, she, she don't make your, does, does she make, if you count men and women, does she make your uh, Mount Rushmore? If I if I had if I had to put yeah if I had to put two women that that, that no, change I'm, I'm not saying you gotta put a woman I'm just saying you can you count men and women together so you like the rock stone cold Charlotte Flair Seth Rollins your four is your four I, you ain't got to put them up there does she make your Mount Rushmore she made my Mount Rushmore more for women I know I get that I'm talking about I'm talking about no but you saying she's Great, like she's greater than like everybody. She's great. Hey, she's. I mean, at four, at fourteen times, bro. Like, she got more championship wins than Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock. Does that matter? Does that matter? Does that matter? Why wouldn't it matter? Okay, I'm gonna tell you why championships don't matter. We just said earlier in the show. How many times the Undertaker got? How many championships the Undertaker got? Is Undertaker not one of the greatest of all time? The Undertaker does not have that many title reigns. 
The Undertaker has not hardly won the Royal Rumble. I think he won the Royal Rumble like one time and one of the greatest Royal Rumble ending of all time with him and Shawn Michaels, I think in 2003, because I just watched it on Peacock. I feel like last week, one of the greatest. So does the championships, does the championship count or does the reign or the character count? Because the number itself, Booker T was five times, five times, five times, five times, five times champion of WCW. But David Arquette, had the damn belt at WCW too. Uh, <laughs> so did a couple of other people. So, all right, that's a good debate. Does the number of championships count or the quality of that champion count? Well, okay. Well, if that's if that's the case, and you and you're saying it like that, then that would make Roman Reigns the greatest champion of all time. His writers are the greatest writers of all time. He had the greatest. Hey, look, let me tell you. Let's, 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 let's talk about it. Let's talk about it, right? Let's talk about it. I like this. All right. I give, I give Roman credit. Roman is the best thing going. He's been the best thing going since he came back. From, uh, Prior to that, we're not going to act like everybody was seeing Roman and everybody loved Roman and Roman was what he was now. The bloodline storyline, whatever, I would love to know what year that started. When he came back, and he won the belt, whatever year that was. That year he won the belt to now. Roman is the best, the top dog. And that's it's not, it ain't like it was a long time ago. It had to be like maybe two, three years ago. Because bloodline story only been like maybe what four or five years, maybe. I, I don't know. I don't know when he won that belt. When he won both belts to kind of understand. And that was you, two years ago. Yeah, so it's so it's not like it's been that long. So prior to that. Everybody was booing Roman. Everybody was tired of seeing Roman and uh, Brock. Everybody was sick of Roman. Like, Roman could have left and nobody would have gave a damn. But now, everybody want to be like, oh, the Trapper Chief, he's the greatest of all time. Oh, I love Mr. Roman. Roman, they forgetting all about the fact that they hated Roman two years ago. But now it's easy to jump on that bandwagon. Like I said, Roman is the best thing smoking. But I will say, I don't give Roman the credit that other people do because they they give a Roman this stuff. This is why they used to give John Cena those titles. That's why everybody hated John Cena. They gave it to him, gave it to him. I seen John Cena beat Shawn Michaels and triple no Shawn Michaels and Kurt Angle in a triple threat match. That John Cena was outside of the ring, knocked out for majority of the match. He slid in there, did his bull crap L5 and one. Yo. <laughs> Against Shawn Michaels and Kurt Shawn Michaels and Kurt Angle. Stop it. So so let me let me tell you my my perception of that, right? I would rather they give the ball to somebody to carry the belt and the prestige of the company to someone who can carry it and they carry it well than to give it to somebody and they suck at it. And then they make viewers tune off. To be honest with you, when Roman Reigns and the Bloodline is on TV, the show is better. I hate to say it, it's the truth. The show is, is better. You know it. what I'm saying? You cannot argue with results. If, if John Cena comes on TV right to like tomorrow, uh, or I'm uh, sorry, on um, on Friday, it's going to be a high rated show. Ain't no if, ands, or buts about it. He's popular. Yeah, he is. So, you know, you can't argue with results. 
on Monday Night Raw, Brock Lesnar came in and destroyed Bobby Lashley and uh, Austin Theory, allowing Austin Theory to still retain his title. He F5'd Austin Theory onto Bobby Lashley, and the ref counted one, two, three. I'm pretty sure that this past Monday Night Raw was one of the highest rated Monday Night Raws of all time. But they had all the legends too, though. You gotta admit, the legend shows always, always bring it in. They do. Yeah, they that's, do. That's why they do it. Um, but you know, the tribal chief and and Brock Lesnar on the same show is always gonna be money. You know yeah, what I'm saying? So we also we also agreed too. If it wasn't for Sammy, the bloodline would the bloodline storyline would not be where it is now. Adding Sammy to the mix made that because if that say if Sammy didn't start this whole thing. That bloodline message was already getting stale. Like yeah. it's it is it is hands down the best written stuff on wrestling on any show. I wish Paul Heyman took over the whole entire if if, if it's Paul Heyman, which everybody keep on telling me Paul Heyman is doing this right. He needs to write for all SmackDown and Raw every character. Because the other stuff is going on, that's why the bloodline is so popular because it ain't nothing else going on. They're trying to they trying to get some storylines, but nothing is is really getting a lot of heat other than the Dominic with Judgment Day. They will probably be be the hottest thing on Monday Night Raw, um, other than when the Bloodline is there. To be honest with you, <laughs> yeah. And the Bloodline, so, the Bloodline now they got to go on both shows. <laughs> they got to go on both shows, and that's that's the crazy part about it. Yeah, man. Well, look, man, uh, I see Chef over there chewing, man. <laughs> Make me hungry. Chef ain't jumping with his Braun Strowman nothing. Yeah, he's over there chewing. So, you know, since he want to make everybody hungry, let's go over to Chef Showtime. And as Chef, with some of your best damn recipes. Uh, this week is gonna be my oxtails. <laughs> uh, all right, yeah. Well, you know, the recipe I'm putting up on on a page is it serves up to four people. You know, I need you just need a pack of beef oxtails. You know, that's delicious. Ugh. You know, some onion. You know, from the creek, from the people from down south, of onion. You know, some garlic. <laughs> some minced ginger root, some pepper, a little bit of soy, you know, a little thyme to make it taste a little bit, a little salt, pepper, some, some oil. Man, I make that and that shit looks delicious. I'm going to record it when I'm out in Vegas making it again. So you guys can see step by step how to do it. So yeah, it comes out fine. I mean, yeah, it's, it's not good enough to slap your mama, but it's good enough to eat. Uh, all right. <laughs> hey man, as long as you as long as they tell them, man, I can't stand no tough oxtails. When you gotta sit there and chew on the gristle. Nah, you got they they are they melting your mouth shift. They fall off the bone. Like it's Ooh. it's yeah, it melts your mouth. Yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh man. And uh you also made a dessert. Tell us about the dessert, uh, yeah, yeah. I made a 
Oh my god, that's just made just made me hungry right now. A cookies and cream brownie. <laughs> made it from scratch. That recipe is on our best damn wrestling podcast. It's it's got simple ingredients. You got, you know, like a, a cup and a half of sugar, three, you know, three quarts of flour. Then, you know, then you have a half a cup of if unsweetened powder, you know, cocoa powder, or you want to sweet, it's up to you, however you want to do it. Like a half a tablespoon of salt, half a quarter of a teaspoon of baking powder, some un, uh, three-fourths of a cup of unsalted butter, three eggs, some vanilla abstract, and you can't forget the uh, Oreo cookies. You need Oreo cookies and whipped cream. And that, when you get done with that, man. Oh, man. That's, that's what you need. That sounds like you need a glass of milk with that. <laughs> you <do>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah man uh that sounds absolutely delicious man uh chef tell the people where they can go to find more of your best damn recipes you can find the best damn recipes on the best damn podcast page i'm starting to post the recipes back up on my uh my not my tick my Snapchat and my uh, TikTok. I don't use Instagram that much. And I'm going to start posting on my Facebook page. All right, man. So if you guys want to check out more of Chef's best in recipes, go and follow your boy, Chef Showtime. He got it for you. Listen, I'm a little bit of a foodie myself. Uh, sometimes I do restaurant reviews every once in a while. I go out and check places and then, you know, I create content for businesses, small businesses and help promote them. One of the things that I did last week, we featured uh, a place called Backyard Barbecue Pit uh, in Durham, North Carolina as our best damn business. Um, and I just wanted to show a little bit of that clip. I couldn't put the whole thing on there, but I want y'all to check out your boy, Brian Renegade. Uh, do some restaurant reviews on Backyard Barbecue. I wasn't going to get this at first, but man, I saw this lady uh, get two or three of them things uh, and they look bigger than her whole body. Uh, this is a turkey wing. Uh, this ain't even part of a turkey. I think they stole this off of a pterodactyl or something. They... <laughs> This is a prehistoric turkey. Uh, this thing is absolutely huge. Uh, the pictures really don't do it any justice, but you know what I'm saying? It's it's so good. I got a little bit. <laughs> mm. Grandma made that. Grandma made that right there. That that is the real deal. It don't get no better. Hold on. I got the I got the Look at this. Oh my god. Grandma and auntie's made all that. That is very savory. It's not old. It's not salty. It's tender. I mean, the meat just slide. It just do the cha-cha slide all down your throat. I absolutely love it, man. Oh, I can't wait to get into this other plate, but I had to try that turkey wing, man, because I ain't had no good turkey wings in a long time. You know what I'm saying? But 
Woo! That shit made me want to eat the phone on this. <laughs> I want to lick the plate for a second. Oh man! You need to call a shower after that damn wing. Hey boy, I was sweating. <laughs> Jack. I, was, I was eating and sweating at the same time. I was trying to control myself. Smoke, smoke a cigarette. <laughs> yeah. Hey man, that thing was good, boy. I ain't had no good turkey wings in a long time. And I wasn't even going to get the turkey wings. But the lady in front of me, she got about two or three of them. And I was like, man, the turkey wings was bomb. So I was like, let me go ahead and get it. I'm glad I did, man. That was absolutely delicious. So if you guys ever get a chance, you want some good Carolina barbecue, go check out uh, Backyard Barbecue Pit in Durham, North Carolina. You know what? I want to go ahead and, and uh, feature... One of my brothers who is here on the podcast today, I want to give him the spotlight, talk about his business, what he got going on for the beautiful people. Um, other direction. Yeah. Oh, this, oh, this guy. Yeah. <laughs> this guy right here. <laughs> uh, the brother LP. Look, I'm going to go ahead and give you the spotlight, brother. And today, one click photography. Is our best damn business. All right. Yes. Oh, okay, okay. I ain't know we was doing this. Okay. okay. <laughs> we'll talk about a business. Okay. So uh, you know, it's a it's a photography business. That is the main thing, portrait photography, uh, product photography, anything that takes photography. I do weddings. I don't like to do weddings, but I will do weddings. Um, I like to create things. I'm, I'm always in my studio when we do the podcast. Uh, I think I'm going to start doing different, different locations or whatever. You can kind of see different colors in here. Uh, I'm located in Selma, North Carolina, small town, Selma, North Carolina, but I also travel. If you book me, I will take any flight, any train, as long as you pay for it. I will come and bring my equipment. We will knock it out. Doesn't really matter. And I shoot everything, all sizes, races, uh, creeds, religions. I don't care about nothing. If you got the green, then we can talk about it. Uh, yeah, it doesn't really matter to me. I just love working with everybody. I love to create the art itself. Um, I do business stuff, but I also like to create art. Um, photography is art. Sometimes people just forget that thing, just like a regular job, but it's definitely an art form. Um, just like anything you put your heart into, you know it's art. So uh, yeah, that's that's about it, man. Definitely come check me out. Follow me on my Instagram. I want to take a photo shoot. You know, I like the boy. All right. Would you um, ride a unicycle? Huh? <laughs> Would you ride a unicycle? You said, "Would I ride a unicycle?" That's what it takes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so we had to do LP, man. I wanted to thank my brother LPZ. Uh, for being uh, here on our show and being our best damn business feature of the day. Man, that picture looks so cool. I just had to post it. I don't know. I just saw it and I was like, you know, <laughs> LP look cool in there. LP the dog. I like that. That's right. We got to give you props on these graphics you be making. Hey, man, you know, I've always had it in me. I just got a reason to do it now. <laughs> I ain't doing party flies and stuff no more like I used to. <laughs> yeah, I'm about, I'm, about to, I'm about to start having you do my fly for real. <laughs> I'm hey, hey, I'll add a play when you see me on the street, pimp. I got you. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> Whatever you need. 
Well, man, fellas, it has been a great show. Uh, like always, I want to thank you guys for being here with a brother. Uh, let's go around the room. And, uh, Chef, can you tell the people what you got going on and where can they find you? Uh, don't. Well, I'm still, you know, I'm still waiting, doing my training for the Super Bowl. My Super Bowl probably be security for the cheerleaders. That's going to be awesome. But, uh, Right now, I got this little event we're going to be doing in Vegas, doing a little party, cooking, chefing it up, having some fun. You can find me on Facebook, TikTok, Twitch. Uh, I just forgot all the other things, man. My mind just went blank. But yeah, you can find me everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> just look, Chef Showtime or Dante Carter. All right, all right. Uh, whenever you guys get a chance, go and follow Chef Showtime. LPZ, what you got going on? Where can the people find you? Ah, uh, it's like I said earlier, man. You can find me on Instagram. This is everything on one click, socket shoot. Just shooting all day long. I'm hoping to, I'm hoping to sneak into the Super Bowl and find Chef blocking one of the doors. Maybe I can kind of scoop by him. And he, he can look the other <laughs> way. Let me get up in there, baby, for free. You know what I'm saying? This, this don't, this don't. I'm like John Cena. You don't see me. Just, I'm just do like that, right? Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh man! Hey, look. I was looking at some of them tickets, man. I was like, boy, that's a whole, a whole two mortgage payments right there. For <laughs> Jesus, Louise. How much a sideline? Boy, them sideline tickets was looking like ten thousand. <laughs> I was like, huh. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. The I had to reevaluate. I was like, man, I don't like neither one of them teams. No how. I don't even know. I don't even know what the team is. I don't, I don't like neither one of them. No how. It ain't my team. <laughs> I can't justify that. <laughs> but, man, for everybody that's going there, uh, or anybody that's going to be around the city in Phoenix, man, it's going to be lit. So I know uh, me and my old lady, we're going to step out, go to a couple spots, man. Uh, Shaq got a, a, a huge carnival kind of party thing going on here and a couple of other celebrities got some stuff going on. I was telling y'all earlier, man, uh, the Bella Twins got uh, a little a little luncheon out here, man, and you can go in and eat with the Bellas. What happened to them? They were supposed to be around, then they cut the graphic. They was in the open, they was in one graphic, then they weren't there. They weren't there. Yeah, one, I thought they was there. And they had it. They, you know, you can get a whole plate and eat with the Bella Twins for a thousand dollars. So, uh, if you got a thousand dollars that you want to spend over the plate to go eat with the Bella Twins, I don't know how close you're gonna be to them, but if you're gonna go be in the same vicinity and eat a thousand dollar plate uh, with the Bella Twins, yeah, go ahead, go to the uh, Gator River <laughs> Casino. I, I, uh, I would pay that. I would pay that. I would pay that. Wait, did you say? I think you I would said, pay that. Did you say eat with them or did you say them? LP. This is a children's show. Shit. <laughs> Get your mind out the gutter, sir. Now, now that I might pay for. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. I know a lot of people pay that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know a lot of people pay it. Uh, yeah, can I get the two for one special? Thank you. 
Oh man, that's funny. Uh, my name is Brian Renegade. You can follow me on at all platforms at Brian Renegade. And beautiful people, if you want to follow the show, you can follow our Instagram at the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. You can follow our Facebook group at the Best Damn Wrestling Nation. You can follow our Facebook page at DBD Wrestling Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Best Damn Crew. You can follow our Twitch at the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. And you can follow our TikTok at Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. And if you want to support the show and the movement of what your boys got going on, um, you can just tell people about us. You can tell people that we exist. You can tell people to listen to the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. And you can tell the people to go to our Patreon, www.backslashthebestdamnwrestlingpodcast.com. Go to our Patreon. We got cups. We got mugs. We got shirts. We got hoodies. We got all kinds of goodies for your pleasure. So go and support your boys for only $5. You can be helping us with the show and helping the show grow. So go to our Patreon, www.patreon.com backslash the best damn wrestling podcast and support what your boys got going on. Fellas, you knew, you know we do this at the end of every show. We try to leave the people with a final word. Word of advice, word for life, something to get them by, a little nugget of wisdom, some might say. Let me start with Chef Showtime. Chef, do you have a word of advice? For the beautiful people. A word of advice. Mm. <laughs> Let me think. Okay. This is from Kobe. This little quote Kobe had thing. He said, It's one thing you can't control. You're all responsible for how people remember you or don't. So don't take it lightly. I like that. I like that. I dig it, Chef. You know what I'm saying? Your name and your reputation is everything in these streets. That's the best way to say it. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? You can't do business with a dirty name. You know what I'm saying? LPZ, we got to go to the dawn of the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. Do you have a final word or word of advice for the people? Uh, if you don't get caught, they can't say you did it. <laughs> well said. Well said, LPZ. That word for, <laughs> was for all the criminals that watch this show. <laughs> the resident villain of the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast has spoken. <laughs> if, uh, say that again, LP. If you don't get caught, and I don't forget what I said. <laughs> 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 I 
There you go. Oh man, this don't do nothing illegal. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> just don't do nothing illegal. Uh, man, I think a word of advice that I would have to give to the people is try to find things that bring you happiness. Whatever makes you happy, it's okay to do it. As long as it no. makes you happy. No. no. Ain't that gotta make nobody else happy. No. You know what I'm saying? Tell people that. Whatever makes you happy, do <laughs> what makes you happy. So you gonna tell a crackhead whoever makes them happy. Of course I'm talking to upstanding American <laughs> and, and other citizens around the world. Taxpaying citizens. <laughs> I'm talking to all all the scholars and I'm not talking to the low hanging fruit but if you want low hanging fruit get yourself to the top of the tree <laughs> oh, oh that's the best thing I got for you man you I'm gonna switch that around if you low hanging fruit get to the top of the tree you know that's where you want to be Beautiful people. Best. Damn nation. We love you. Thank you for supporting us. Thank you for watching your boys. Fellas, as always, I will see you guys next week. And beautiful people, we will see you next time on the next Best Damn wrestling podcast beautiful people we bid you adieu